everyone, it's Mark here, aka Captain DeFi, and this is the first episode of our Getting to Know the Community podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking with Cam Crossley, who's one of the earliest members of the Oz DeFi Association's uh, membership base. So he does a lot of things in this space. He's been doing a ton of research whilst also holding down the day job, which is what many of us are doing. We're going to hear from him in terms of how he got started in this space, his crystal ball view, and some amazing things that he sees coming up in the next 12 months, as well as what community means to him. We'll see all of that in the show. And we're back, and I've got Cam Crossley here, uh, one of our beloved members of the OzDefi Association. Cam, thanks for, thanks for being here. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Great to be on board. Uh, you are the first guinea pig, uh, so, sorry, I mean, first guest of uh, <laughs> these interviews. So, mate, it's some, you know, big shoes to fill, but I can't think of anyone better to, to kickstart it. A fellow COVID uh, sufferer, because I'm going through that at the moment. <laughs> you've just, recent. you've had yours. <laughs> You're recovered now, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I had it for like a week, but yeah. Okay. It's good to be the first. It's good to be the first being interviewed. It's only up from here, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. I, exactly. I thought I'd, I'd give us a good kind of like base somewhere, you know, <laughs> and then it's all up from there. Um, but look, let's get straight to the questions that we're going to go through with other guests as well. The first thing really is of interest is what brought you to Web3? How did that journey kind of start for you? <laughs> yeah, good question. I think everyone's got their own like interesting path and in how they ended up in this entire industry, right? Like one way or another. Um, for me, I had heard about uh, Bitcoin ages and ages ago, um, back probably like 2010, 2011, 2012, around that time. Um, thought it was kind of interesting. Um, always been interested in sort of economics and macroeconomics in general and sort of how the world moves and all that type of stuff and thought, you know, internet money sounds cool. Wish I paid more attention. Like everybody, <laughs> I feel like everyone's got FOMO. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the thing that really clicked for me was probably uh, seeing Ethereum come on the, on the stage. So that was probably, I first heard about it like late 2015. Um, and then dove into it a little bit more, had a look at it and was like, this seems interesting, you know, like programmable money seems like it can only head in at least a very interesting direction. So I took like just a small amount that I had at the time. I was super broke. I was like working in China. Well, um, <laughs> and so, yeah, and it was really easy over there actually. So I was like, well, you know, in Australia at that point, the payment rails were really difficult, but mm. um, in China, it was like WeChat pay was already oh, wow. existent. Like digital money was already kind of a thing. Um, and sort of being in that place in that situation was kind of like, yeah, this makes sense, right? It makes sense um, for this to go global. And I mm -hmm. think in a less trusted way, um, and Ethereum was on the scene. So that was probably like February-ish 2016. So I bought a little bit then, um, kind of just chilled out for a while with it, just thought and forgot about it, life gets in the way, you know? Yeah. Um, and then... Yeah, just, I mean, really up until like a year and a half ago, probably just this last bull run definitely um, was when I started paying more attention. Um, I paid attention in 2017 because, you know, number went up, right? But yeah, <laughs> but yeah up. really started like diving in over the last like year, year and a half. Um, and it's been incredible. It's been really incredible so far. 
That's that's brilliant. I'm very lucky for, for you to get involved in Ethereum uh, that early. And I'm sure there's others that were earlier, but compared to all the people that have just been jumping in now, it, you know, that, that's a pretty good time to get in. Um, you probably considered a bit of an OG um, in that respect compared to many others. Compared I wish to... I paid more attention then. I wish yeah. I paid more attention between now and between then and now because I think I'd have like far higher conviction through that time. But also anybody joining now, it's like it's still ridiculously early in the grand scheme of things, you know. Yeah, I agree. And uh, anyone listening to this podcast, um, you know, they're, they're probably early depending on what it is that they're trying to do. And I guess that gets to the next question because there's different pathways that people can do in this space. You can either be an investor. And I think like you, I was an investor early, the FOMO or Bitcoin and Ethereum and stuff. Um, but then there's also people that are building in this space. And then there's those that are, are here to research, you know, so would you classify yourself as any one of those in particular currently, or do you kind of mix across a bit of um, all three of those or a few of those? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I think, yeah, definitely, definitely on the investor and researcher side for me. Um, I think um, my, I would love to be smart enough <laughs> to be able to like, um, be a proper developer. Um, it's a bit daunting, but it's one of those things where I'd like to sort of get into it a little bit more and, mm -hmm. um, you know, dive into Solidity and especially the other languages like Rust and, and even Cairo and stuff that the software guys are using. Um, but yeah, I think I'm very far away from being a builder. I think just trying to keep up with where the industry is, like mm -hmm. all of the different innovations that are going on. Um, and there's just so many opportunities that are there, I think. Um, I really, really commend the people that are working in the space and, and hopefully at some point, um, that might be something that I do. I don't know if I'd lead up a project, but definitely right now on the, on the investor and researcher side more than anything. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's a goal for many people that we know, um, closely in a little, uh, association and outside of that. And yeah, it's, it's very cool to see. Uh, Australian, you know, companies doing so well in that space. So I think there's certainly opportunities there, whatever pathway people want to go. And, you know, currently, um, I, I guess uh, we, we know a bit about your story. So you're not working in Web3 at the moment. You're about to take a bit of time off after you finish up with this current piece of work that you're doing. And I guess yeah. your pathway is open, but what kind of um, work or investing or research would you say that you're doing nice. currently? Yeah, nice. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm about to take the plunge. <laughs> it's a little, uh, yeah, it's definitely a big leap, but I think it's something that makes a lot of sense. I think we're, we're all sensing that we're on the cusp of something really big. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like this endless like black hole of information that keeps like spurting out amazing, like mind bending things all the time. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, definitely for the immediate future for me and, and present, basically, like uh, a lot of on-chain research stuff and sort of leveling up um, over there. Right now, I mean, what is it? It's like the end of March. Um, we've, everything's kind of chilled out a little bit in the in the last bull market, right? Mm. Um, it's definitely uh, the start of 2022 been a little bit more relaxed and it's been nice to be able to sit back and take a breather. Um, and yeah. figure out like where the significant knowledge gaps are. Um, and I think, you know, start building for myself anyway, like a analysis framework around how to look at different types of projects, what they're doing. 
Um, and so the main thing I'm focusing on is probably uh, like the supply side, like token economics, mm -hmm. um, because it's like it's very apparent and it's very easy to track on chain. Um, but a lot of people seem to like skip past it in general. So whether that's like, you know, like early investor unlocks and when those things are going to happen or like staking mechanics and, and different things that different protocols have got uh, where it like locks up supply for a particular amount of time. Um, and so, yeah, I think, you know, um, digging into great like on-chain analysis tools like Nelson and then writing reports and um, gene analytics dashboards and stuff of, oh, awesome. that are like live tracking all of this information. Because mm -hmm. it's, I mean, it, to me, it's like, that's the fundamental thing, right? Like outside of decentralization and sort of censorship resistant stuff, it's, you know, having the full transparency on a blockchain for anybody to see live exactly what's happening. Um, and so it's very interesting to like pull at these, like you're a big data guy as well, a bunch of the other guys in the group are as well. Um, but yeah, it's really, really interesting to see all of this information just live <laughs> in front of your face. And you're like, I see exactly what's happening. Like, I don't know, you, like, you heard about like the, um, the Ronin chain hack as well. Yeah, uh, and we can see ago, right? what's, what's happening. You can exactly. see the wallet and, of like, the perpetrator. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Like you, you hear news like that and you're like 600 mil went missing. All right, so let's go find the person, right? And you can like look at the wallet and like second by second, you can, you know somebody somewhere in the world is like clicking a button on the computer, right? Um, it's like Pixelmon like, yeah. as well. Like the, the Pixelmon guys, you, you know, that he goes, he's going <laughs> to spend 2 million or 5 million or whatever it was out of the 70 that he got to fix things, mm -hmm. but then you can see that with the rest of the money, well, maybe mm -hmm. not all of the rest, but uh, you know, there was a view into the wallet to see that, oh, they're actually buying NFTs with that fund. Yep. So it's yep. like, well, what's that? Maybe it's goodly justifiable. Um, maybe it's not justifiable at all, but the <laughs> fact, yeah, look, to your point, yeah, it's crazy that you can see that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, man. I, I personally think Kevin is the best piece of art that's ever come out of the NFT space. <laughs> that <laughs> turtle is hilarious. But yeah, it's great. There's a lot of accountability that comes with stuff like this. Mm -hmm. um, I think people are just, you know, like still just wrapping their heads around this basic primitive that like it allows you to do so much more um, mm -hmm. and it allows you to you know, fully understand the thing that you're investing in um, and where your money's going and, and who's able to manipulate all of that at any given moment, right? So, um, yeah, I think for me, just putting those dashboards together just for myself and then also hopefully sharing it with a bunch of different people and, and helping educate around the space a bit. That's, yeah, that's my immediate goal. <laughs> Mate, that's, that's a pretty awesome uh, goal to have. And, you know, coming from a fellow uh, data nut, data nerd like myself, <laughs> I mean, it is... That's one of the most impressive things about this space. It's not just the community, the philosophy behind all of this. And, um, you know, that it's not just a tech movement, but there's a bit of a social aspect to this as well. But, you know, the data side is kind of like the cherry on the top for someone like me and a few of the other people in the group. Yeah. So just on that point, you know, about like, here's some of the good things. We, we obviously know that there are things that are not so great in the space. Um, a question I've got, I'm going to ask, and these are the types of questions we'll ask all the other people in the community um, and shape them in the way that they should be for, for the others. But if you could improve something in this space, what is it and, and how would you do it? Ooh, interesting. Um, <laughs> On the spot. 
if I could improve something in the space. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I think probably the easy one and the first thing that comes to mind is probably just like UX, I suppose. Okay. But it's, uh, I don't know. I think also, I think the biggest one and the one that I'm not sure what direction to go or like mm. what direction people are going to go in is, is more the like on-chain identity stuff. I think that's probably yeah. the biggest. Um, unlock like when that gets when that gets sort of solved um and there's a lot of people doing stuff with zk proofs but especially when you're talking about an identity that needs to i mean maybe it's your wallet address but if you send you know a transaction from that address to the wrong place because it's all transparent it becomes really difficult um to retain that same identity, right? So a lot of people need to burn their wallets. And you're starting to see the ramifications of this a lot with, with the NFT craze, right? So mm. people identify themselves by a profile picture, that profile picture lives in a wallet. Um, and then you sort of get an insight into the financial well-being of whoever has a JPEG on Twitter, right? Like very, very easily. Um, <clears throat> so I think to, and that makes a lot of people uncomfortable. It makes me kind of uncomfortable with it. Yeah. Um, and so you try and have like separate identities online, but the really interesting thing is the like, like connect wallet button and being able to like transport that account with you across multiple different dApps around, uh, around web three. Um, and if you could do that in a way with zero knowledge proofs that can prove you are somebody without giving away too much information and retaining some sort of privacy. Um, if I could fix that in a heartbeat right now, I think that creates like far more like real world use cases. Um, and so I'm following, I'm following a few projects that are quite interesting there. Um, well, but it's, it feels like it's a long way off. It feels like it's a long way off. Yeah. So. Well, it's, it's certainly something that needs to be kind of figured out, right? Because one of the key benefits of the space of transparency is also one of the key detractors because it's not like we live in a world where, um, you know, everyone just sees who gets paid what. And there, look, there's arguments for the, the good and bad of that, but um, forcibly putting that on people without like much of a choice, it, it does make it hard, but then goes to the question around centralization and how much is needed in the space. So look, that's, that's going to certainly be something to unlock that mainstream kind of moment. And, you know, speaking of um, these future kind of things, crystal ball time, uh, not too far down the track. So something a bit more reasonable, but 12 months from now, so we're in March, we're late March. It's the last day of March today. Uh, where do you see us in 12 months time? So it'll be 2023, March 31st. What, what are you thinking is going to be kind of going on in the space? And you can predict anything. It can be the Bitcoin price, Ethereum price. It can be um, around adoption, or maybe you, the stuff that you're doing yeah. in the space. What's the kind of crystal ball kind of thing for Cam? Nice. Um, I think I'm going to go with something a little bit more topical, just because it's like the most recent thing that has blown my mind. <laughs> go for it, yeah. Um, so I think, uh, I don't know, did you see the Stargate launch on um, Layer Zero that happened a couple of weeks ago? Mm -hmm. um, I think I saw the Define talking about it or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was kind of digging into it a little bit um, <clears throat> and just trying to figure out like what all the fuss was about because they got, I think it was 5 billion or something TBL in like seven days mm -hmm. um, locked into this protocol. 
they had this um they had this token sale that got sold out in two transactions um both of them from alameda <laughs> who just front ran everybody and they bought all of the tokens in two transactions which is hilarious um and so i was like all right there's a lot of hype about this what's going on right mm. um and it was the first time that I had really looked, I'd heard about Layer Zero a bunch. I'd heard people sort of waxing lyrical about it for the last few months. Um, but it was the first time seeing Stargate and, and that like tickled that part. That's like, all right, we've got we've to dive a bit deeper and see what's going on here. But it's amazing, honestly. And so Stargate is the first like decentralized application that's on top of Layer, that's built using Layer Zero. Mm -hmm. But layer zero is like a messaging layer across all different blockchains. So they have smart contracts on, say, like uh, Arbitrum or smart contracts on Phantom and Ethereum. Um, <clears throat> and layer zero is the messaging layer between all of those contracts, which means that you now have the ability to build dApps <laughs> like Stargate that essentially Omnichain, like the, the DAP itself doesn't live on any individual right. chain, it lives on all of the chains at any given time. That's crazy. And that to me is like insane, right? Because we've got all of these conversations right now where it's like, oh no, you've got to do this thing on Solana or you've got to do it on AVAX or mm. on like Phantom or something. And the benefits of all the different them. chains, right? Like they've all got their pros and cons yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And like, what this type of thing unlocks is the ability to say, okay, I want to build a game, right? For example, um, I want to issue an NFT on Ethereum um, because that's where a lot of the liquidity is. That's where mm -hmm. all the whales are. That's where all the security is. And to make one transaction is not the end of the world to pay Ethereum gas to be able to get something super sure. valuable, right? Um, that could potentially be worth millions of dollars. But to build a game on Ethereum would be ridiculous because mm. you're not paying 400 bucks a time every time you want to like, I don't know, like hit something with a sword, right? But you could have your game operate on an entirely separate chain mm. and you can have both of those states sync, right? So yeah. you can log in, prove that you've got a board ape that's on Ethereum and use that board ape as your avatar in a game that's on, I don't know, like Solana or something Yeah, um, that's way cheaper. Um, and it goes across languages, it is, will eventually be on every single chain. Um, and yeah, so I think if I wow. was to say 12 months from now, I think that is probably the most like innovative, interesting thing that I've seen um, in the last like six months at least, maybe the last year. Have you um, seen Stargate before? Really have you of... seen that movie? I have, yeah. And and the, the so you watched the, um, the, the series. I don't think it's a great name for a photo. <laughs> I was going to um, say, because it kind of that, that cool. hop cool. between the different, maybe that's why they, yeah, they, they took the name. But I think a lot of kids yeah, here might, might not cool. understand anyone born before, <laughs> I, I don't know, do a give away my age. But anyway, like to some you people, they might not age. understand. <laughs> yeah, they might not understand Stargate. But uh, sorry, I cut you off there. You, you were, um, you know, t talking more about it. No, I was just saying, I think, it, I think it just has the ability to unlock, like, crazy, crazy stuff. And yeah. Layer Zero is not the only one that's doing it. So Chainlink's coming out with the same thing as well. Um, because uh, Chainlink have their oracles, and mm -hmm. then I think you need, like, a relayer as well that then relays the message between the two different chains. Mm -hmm. um, and that happens off-chain. 
Um, and Chainlink hasn't launched yet, uh, but Layer Zero has. And it was, you know, when you see something in action for the first time, and you're like, this is going to change everything. <laughs> like, this is amazing. Um, Sell the house. And I, I just kind of get that feeling from it. Um, and I think it will That's really good. shift the conversation um, that most people have been having in the space for a very long time. So It's, it's interesting because I heard a layer zero. I've seen a layer zero, just only layer zero talk about the interoperability and the messaging and stuff. And then I had heard yeah. about people talking um kind of in not so muffled silences uh to do with chain link coming out with something and so it does sound like this is that next layer that people are talking about like in improving the interoperability i think it's going to unlock yeah like you said there's there's stuff to do with like gaming and nfts but there's probably a whole lot more um that's going to be super interesting aggregators like cross-chain DeFi aggregators would be crazy right so like you know, you've just got one dApp that then lives on mm -hmm. all of the chains and you can just pick like, you know, automatically pick the highest, um, whatchamacallit, uh, APY that comes yeah. out from whatever, whatever dApp is, is associated. Like wow. all sorts of stuff is incredible. So. Well, that's going to be interesting. Very, that's that's very certainly going to be something that, um, you know, we will look back probably at this moment and go, wow, like we, we got to see that, um, in action for the first time so mate that's sure. that's really cool i like the uh i like the crystal ball um that that's a really good one so we'll see who else kind of picks that as well but in the meantime um a question we're going to wrap up every one of these uh conversations on with the community is what does the community mean to you nice it's a nice one it's a good question to wrap up um i think uh I've, I've i've kind of just been like looking at all of the developments within the industry and sort of paying attention and then not paying attention um in a silo right like in my own head and just mm. like lurking on twitter and around discord and all that type of stuff but the moment when you actually join a community and it helps that like with OzDefi, everyone's, well, a lot of people are at least one in the same time zone, but a lot of them in Sydney as well. So mm -hmm. um, it's easy with the meetups and everything to catch up with everyone. But to be able to like talk about stuff, um, explain your perspectives and then listen to like what other people are looking at and how they're approaching things. Like everyone's got such a varied like background and, and just uh like understanding of the world in general and, and what they're looking out for and what like vibes with them um that i think sort of having that i mean hive mind for lack of a better term i suppose yeah, yeah. um has been really really nice especially in OzDefi. it's like being able to share the ideas because this space is moving just exponentially quicker every single day it seems like um it's nice that where the price isn't going insane at the moment, so you don't have all of the like crazy mean shit that's going on. Yeah. But you know, like even then, just on the tech side, it's like still an overwhelming amount of information. And being able to sort of share that and like get little pieces from people around you and um I don't know, like feel like you're not an actual an actual insane person that's just like sitting at home staring <laughs> at like random memes. Like yeah. it's nice, you know, it's really nice. Um and yeah, I think OzDefi's got like a really, really great group of people. We've got like a really good uh good purpose for what we're trying to do, um, I think. And I really hope, especially if we get some regulatory clarity, that Australia sort of becomes the 
a hub potentially of, of a lot of crypto stuff, even more so than we currently are. Um, and yeah, I really hope that this community can kind of be in the middle of all of it and sort of just like help bring everyone else into the fold because it's positive, man. Everyone's having a good time, you know? <laughs> well, that's, that's it. We're all about good vibes and learning together and stuff. And you're right, like Australia does so well. We punch well above our weight per population. Like no one would expect us to be right up there in the Web3 space. And we kind of are given the names that are in this space. So we're very lucky um but mate you you're an awesome community member and a lot of people know that and are uh, looking forward to when you've got a bit more free time on your hands and who knows what crazy <laughs> stuff you're going to come up with um or tell us about so in the meantime mate uh just want to say thank you for being the guinea pig the trial for for this <laughs> and i'm sure that uh, we'll come back and revisit where things are at in a couple of weeks time but for the time being cam crossley um oz DeFi association member um going under the name of camex on discord so look him up um thank you very much for your time thank you man and genuinely thank you for connecting all the dots between everybody in this community i know that everyone really appreciates it and for anyone that's listening that doesn't know mark pushes so much <laughs> stuff around in this space it's ridiculous um is an absolute champion. So fantastic to be on, man. Chat to you soon. Cheers. See ya. Well, that was awesome. That is the first episode, and there are many more to come in this Getting to Know the Community series. We'd like to thank Cam again. And as I said, if you are looking for more ongoing conversations, make sure to go into our Discord community, which you can find by going to our website, defi.org.au and then you click on the blue button there that's on that homepage that says join on discord and you can continue that conversation but if you like these videos we've got a whole lot more coming up so please do like share and subscribe and we'll talk to you soon